Hey guys, uh, welcome back to the Redeem LA, and that's our youth. That's not our. That's not our, our podcast. But welcome back to the encounter uh, by uh, Redeem LA, guys. Like always, uh, we thank you guys for um, choosing our podcast. We thank you very much for uh, just choosing us because there's so many podcasts and things you could be doing. But uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so make sure that if you guys are following us and you guys are giving us, uh, you know, five stars. Please, please give us a lot of people have actually, and we thank you very much for that. But I ask you guys to continue doing it. And um, today we want to uh, start and we wanted to talk about uh, something very, uh, um, how can I say this? Like maybe like um, very like touchy in a way when you're older, you mm-hmm. know, like when you become like a little bit older and you follow Christ and you found Christ. There's a lot of things that happen into your life and we don't know whether how to, not whether, but how to handle these handle, things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for example, like like uh, when I was a young when I was a younger kid, right? Like if I was old, but when I was uh, when I became an older kid, like when I became eighteen year an eighteen year old person, my life changed from being a kid that went to high school to being an adult, meaning I had more responsibilities. Now I had to drive. Now I had uh, bills to pay, and now I had a bunch of things. And the decisions that uh, that I took either took me or brought me closer to church. Mm-hmm. And I remember that my first one of my first jobs was. Um, to make sandwiches, to make um, sandwiches at the mall, to ping a mall, oh, and nice. I used to make melts. I used to make uh, cheese, the grilled cheese. Yeah, and that good, um, it, instead of getting me closer to church, it was pulling me out. Okay, and turns out that the place closed down, and and it always brought me back here. And then I did Uber and everything. But I, I was gonna say that uh, what I, I think what I learned in that moment is that I was um, I was just doing everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. What I had my plans in, you know, and I never, I never took an account of just having God in my plans as well, right? That's what the Bible says to always um, consider Christ, always consider God, because if we consider God, then His plans become our plans, and even if our plans don't come to be like we want to be, it's like almost like easier to understand and accept, right? I don't know right. if you guys have something to say or or Dora, go ahead, please. Yeah, I, I was gonna say that right now when you said the whole child thing. I think it's um, super rele- relevant. I was gonna say relative, but relevant because you're right. Once we uh, start putting on more responsibilities, it's almost like it becomes a burden to choose God. Like, yeah, like I want to, but also I want to graduate. And yeah, I want to, but also how am I gonna pay my bills? And yeah. we start we start thinking mm-hmm. like like we did as children, right? Like we had so much time for everything. And that's what the Bible says, First Corinthians 13, 11, it says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, thought like a child, and reasoned like a child. Mm-hmm. When I became an adult, I no longer use childish ways. And there's another <laughs> version that I love that it says, I put away my childish ways. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to learn. We have to learn how to make that transition smoothly right no longer can we think about a child now we have to think schedules like i know that this is like a podcast and it's uh, supposed to be like a god and awesome and awesomeness but it's also about be organized guys yeah. um there's schedules there's a lot of time if you wake up at 1 p.m and expect to get your whole life done oh, yeah, no, it's not gonna happen yeah oh, you gotta wake up early if you wanna yeah the early worm catches the bird um and that's literally what it is right like you, we sometimes stress ourselves but we forget let's get organized uh, there's still a way to put God first in your life and graduate and work and uh, yeah is it stressful of course yes, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. but uh, the Bible says that we are gonna rejoice right in diverse uh, sufferings and diverse tra- uh, trials so yeah I think there's definitely like a, I guess this is kind of like a, a cheer for you guys letting you know like yeah it's hard but you get the hang of it and mm-hmm. when you get the hang of it it's like you level up and God says here let me add a little bit more and you right. get more responsibilities and then you're like oh again and then you get used to that. And when you get used to that, right as you're getting used to that, level up. So I feel mm-hmm. like life is about being uncomfortable. Yeah, it's just I, when you're I, doing I it agree. with God, it's it's more beautiful. I agree. You know, I was hearing this. Uh, 
this this woman that she was telling me the same thing you told me. She she, she was saying that um, <clears throat> she was preaching. She was saying that she felt super overwhelmed, and she was asking God. She was like asking God, like, Hey God, like, you know, what should I let go? For? You know, what should I let go, or what should I uh, what should I change in my life so I can have more room on my plate? Mm-hmm. And honestly, the answer that God gave her just shook me because um, somebody gave her a prophecy and somebody prophesied, and she says, No, no, no. Don't take anything off your plate. I'll just make your plate bigger. bigger. And literally, that's and mm-hmm. that's why and that's why I always telling people is like I feel like sometimes we 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 just tend to forget about God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In, in general, and we just we almost forget that God is God of impossible for a reason. And where we think that we don't have no more time, He can also in the Bible. There's many answers that He extends time or He stops time. And um, I, I just want to tell you, just like a, like a little advice that you said, like oh, be organized. I feel like in the I call it the dead the dead moments. Mm-hmm. I make them alive by worshiping God. For example, mm-hmm. like I used I used to I used to do this a lot. I used to drive a lot, and I used to remember I used to remind myself that then you have to learn something in those moments because you do now. If you guys start driving, you know that. A lot of your time just goes into your into your driving. You know, mm-hmm. it's boring. You listen to drum. You listen to drums. Drums. You listen to uh, yes, drums. You listen to uh, drums. <laughs> you listen to uh, music and all. But it's beautiful. But that's all you do, right? Yeah. So then I started doing, and I started pushing myself to worship, worship, worship mm-hmm. in those moments, and do that. You get closer to God, Amen, and then yeah. when you want to worship in here, it just becomes like a boom. Okay, yeah. let's go. So uh, that's what I'm saying. So in those dead moments, instead of you just uh, um, calling them dead moments, make them alive by worshiping and calling the Holy Spirit. Go I ahead, go, please, please. I feel like as we grow up, we also get like this type of freedom, and you know, God, Christ has given us freedom. But sometimes we think like, how do we have freedom if at the end of the day we have consequences? And dude, there's a lot of stuff that can come onto our plate. Like we, some people, some of us have work. Some of us. Have, some of us have school some of us has family that are non-christian are trying to pose away from uh from church Agreed. or we have friends that want to say like hey come on friday sunday we're gonna do a kickback um you guys should pull through right <laughs> but these things are what slowly 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 pull you in to not choosing god because today's podcast is called moment of truth moment of truth of choosing god's path or choosing the world's path and um i believe that there's good news to this but at the same time there's like something that you should like be aware of so in Galatians, um, Apostle Paul is talking to the Galatian, Galatia, the church, right? And it's so, it's, it like stuck to me because it says in Galatians 5, 7, um, Apostle Paul, he gives the question, you were running well, who hindered you from obeying the truth? So meaning that Paul was reminding the church, you were doing so well, who is taking you away from these, uh, from these good steps, right? And so when these good steps, you're doing good, you're doing good, there's things, family, friends, work, um, etc., that come in your path and try to take you away. And then and this reminds me of like sometimes we sometimes there are times where you already have an encounter with God where you already are grown up like I know most of us here have jobs we have school we have a lot of responsibilities and it's super hard to like contain because it's new to us we kind of feel overwhelmed sometimes because I have to feel overwhelmed but at the same time there there you have to come with the decision and say okay I choose Christ or I choose to go with the world and as many cases like from example my there's many family members of mine that grew up in a christian household um they were, went to church got baptized did everything right and at the end of the day are they here in church no they're not because why they came to an age where parents were no longer telling them what to do they were saying okay you have you know the age to do whatever you do you have money okay and they decided to go out and make that decision okay but back to galatians so it says 
Galatians 5 7 that's where Paul is um, talking to the Galatian church and saying what hindered you from obeying the truth and in our case it could be a lot of these things that I just mentioned and then in 8 it says the arguments of the person who is influencing you do not come from the one who is calling you and then in 13 it says for you were called to freedom brothers only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh so we were free to not do whatever we want not to do whatever our heart wants not whatever we think is going to be cool whatever um grabs our attention but to come and do what will be good before god's eyes so yes maybe it will be overwhelming because it definitely is but that freedom is for us to use it in as for like a good use because christ died on the cross for us to have that freedom but not for our own will for not our own things that we want to do but what will please him and yeah that's what i want to say and i was going to tell you with what you said honestly <clears throat> because when you hit the fact that well, just with, just with what Paul said here, that it says that use your use your freedom wisely, right? In other yeah. words, he said use your freedom wisely in Galatians five thirteen. It's so interesting that um, you know, when you turn eighteen, you feel like there's this new door that you've opened, right? And you, well, not not everybody, but you know, some people just can't wait to burst out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they almost kick it down, and they go, "Finally, I'm able to drive." Finally, and I always tell people, and I'm like, if you guys would understand that with being in the paths of the Lord, there's almost even more freedom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's almost even yes. more freedom than what we do, but we just want to do the bad stuff, just like this says, right? We want yeah. to please our flesh. And that's, that's how beautiful that that freedom is so complex, but yet so easy. In, 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 in the way of saying that God says, be free, but yet he gives you parameters. Just as uh, he gave to Adam and to Eve, he said, be free, eat whatever you want, Just not from that except, yeah. Yeah. and this is exactly what God tells us. God doesn't tell us uh, to be in church all day, every day. God doesn't tell you to, you know, don't do anything on Saturdays or no, no. He says, dude, live your life, be happy. But in the day of my service, in the day of my, be, you know, be present. Be, be present. Yeah. Go ahead. But Go ahead, house. I think that's what's a great thing we should all have is like good friends that edify us as well. You know, like example for um, speaking from personal, like. Um, testimony or anything like that like was it like when I was like 16, 17 I wasn't like the <laughs> clearest guy to be string on Jesus I was like shaky I was like dude when I turn 18 I'm finally gonna go out with my friends you know but being 18 like you got what like 20 bucks in your bank account you got nowhere to go <laughs> literally. and like literally and then now I'm like 19 I'm like like literally picky with everything when I go I'm just like should I go here should I go here and I don't spend my money yeah I know bro like, it, it's crazy it's like, literally nuts but what I think it's really great to have like great friends here in church like not only like good friends in church but like oh you can also help other people like struggle with the same problems like damn like what am i doing 18 you know like you can also like create a path for them you know like our job is to spread um, the gospel obviously right and being here with you guys i'm not gonna lie really changed my life i'm not gonna lie because being myself when i was like 16 i'm not gonna be in the same path where i am today yeah you know what i'm saying like was it i never thought i'd be like a drummer for church i never thought i'd be taking pictures serving here in church like you know like was it and i think both my leaders and everything like that, you know, like, was it like sending me straight, creating this path where I, I can be able to take and hopefully for any of you guys can take as well. But yeah, yeah that's yeah, pretty much it. And that's honestly the glory to God, dude, because mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, people think there's like a potion to this, you know, mm-hmm. people think there's like, you know, two grams of this and three grams of here. And, and I tell them, dude, I don't do any of that. I just portray what God has shown me. 
mm-hmm. and that's love, never-ending love, and that's showing me just patience, even though you just told me to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I right? know. <laughs> but my patience sometimes runs uh, runs thin. But other than that, like I just that's what I try to show. And and with what you said with your friends is so important. I remember there was this guy mm-hmm. um, that used to tell me that he used to hang out with this guy. He used to go eat with him, mm-hmm. and he used to tell me, Danny, every time I bring up the Bible, he goes, "Dude, the Bible again." And I told the guy, and I was like, "Bro, that's the." biggest and largest red flag you can for find. sure just right. drop kick and i was like just <laughs> i told him I, was, I told him there's your answer you see your friend no Mm-mm. don't be with them and, and, and like, i'm not saying don't be with friends or don't be with that thing, but tell them okay well if you don't want to talk about the bible then i think this is where we end because that's my life right and like mm-hmm. you said bro this yeah. is your life even mm-hmm. though you go to work and you gotta go to school even though you gotta go you gotta work most of us here all we do here almost every single day is come to church at the, at the end of the day so, yeah mm-hmm. and um and that's that's literally the culture that that I have implemented, and I that implemented on me. Yeah. And I think that's the best way: find your right, the right friends, and stick to them like glue. I was just gonna say that um, I think the world uh, we have to remember that our minds like that's why the Bible says you know your thoughts are not my thoughts your ways are not my ways my ways are higher my thoughts are mm-hmm. higher mm-hmm. Um, and we have to understand that like the the freedom that the world sees is not the freedom that God established no. like from the beginning like when Danny was saying right Adam and Eve he said you can do anything literally you like are the you're the kings of, of the land yeah but <laughs> just don't do this like parameters parameters is not losing freedom and uh, i was reading uh second corinthians three seventeen, and it says it's so clear where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom mm-hmm. like i mean how much clearer is that yeah. and sometimes we think like oh being able to party being able to drink that brings freedom but really if you think about it um drinking leads to what alcoholism which enslaves you mm-hmm. yeah Anything that any anything sex, that's yeah sex mm-hmm. anything literally it enslaves you and what God brings is freedom like okay people come as alcoholics and they come to Christ and what happens they're freed people come as sex addicts and what happens God frees them uh, from spirits guys like endless things that the world does to tie you down because the enemy what it does is it presents itself as an angel of light it presents itself as beautiful and awesome. And when you think about it like this, then it's easier to choose God because you understand the like. Uh, it's almost like you can be see behind the scenes of what the enemy does, right? Um, and I was also reading First Corinthians ten twenty three. All things are lawful, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. And there's another one that says, "But from none of them I will be dominated, or by none of them I will be dominated." And that's what we use, right? We always use the triangle of liberty to think, "Okay, can I do this? Yes." Uh, does it edify me? Yeah, cool. Uh, does it build me up? Yeah, cool. Does it dominate me? Yeah, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. Right. Um, does it not dominate me? No, it doesn't. Okay, cool. Then maybe I should. Why? Because God leaves these parameters for our own good. What happened to Adam and Eve when they broke the parameter? They realized they were naked. Mm-hmm. Right? They realized, like, oh, how come we hadn't seen this before? It's almost like they removed their innocence. Mm-hmm. And, and they caused separation between them and God. So, I, yeah, I, I was just thinking that um, our, we shouldn't get confused with what the world sees as freedom. As what we see as freedom, or and, as what God sees and as freedom. Honestly, what you said is honestly, dude, it hits it on the nose. Like, it's so crazy, right? Because even like, not that it's not that it's um, not that we should all go and and go drink, but like, even wine in moderation. Like the Bible even says it's okay. But yeah, because we can't take it. Yeah. Because you know that if we start drinking, we can't yeah. stop. Mm-hmm. We rather say no, we don't want to do it. You know, what I'm just like little things like that that keeps us this that keeps this freedom beautiful, right? Like you say. Just like uh, my sister said, that when, when the spirit of the Lord is, we have to we have to be filled by the Holy Spirit. That's what we have to uh, look for. In Ephesians five seventeen, it says, "Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is." So, honestly, guys, I always tell people, 
And I, I tell every young person that, that comes across me, he goes, Danny, I have plans in this, and this, 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 and that. And I'll go, look, put pause on all your plans. Figure out what the Lord of the uh, what the what the will of the Lord is. Why? Because sometimes we're asking for bicycles when God wants to take you to another continent. Right. Sometimes we're or sometimes, you know, you're asking for a full tank, my guy, and God wants you to go next door. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I I've always thought myself about it. I was like, oh God. I used to have this prayer when I was young. God, you know, give me thousands and thousands of people I can preach to and everything like that. And I'm like, and then God goes, why do you want that if you can't even do it at your church? People want to come and preach here, but that can't even preach outside. That right. doesn't make any sense. First, preach to the people that God has put in, and then and on 18 it says, "Look and says, uh, understand the will of the Lord, what the Lord, what the will of the Lord is." Sorry, and it says, "And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, and singing and making melody." So, what it's saying here is, do not the opposite of freedom. The opposite of freedom is debauchery. Is debauchery debauchery? Uh, debauchery, I think Bedauchery, it is. Yeah. And, and debauchery means that everything goes. Everything goes. Sex, wine, drunk, drugs, mm-hmm. everything goes. No, no matter, no more uh, boy with, uh, no more boy with girl, no, everything. Every sex goes together. Everything is just, just a big mess. And, and that's what God doesn't like. God likes freedom, mm-hmm. not debauchery. But you, you, you wrote your hand first. Yeah. Go ahead. So, like, what you realized, what, you, what I realized, what you said was like, is what a key thing I think we all should take is like understanding what God wants, you know? Yeah. Like, was it, and I think an important character in the Bible, character, like I'm saying this is <laughs> fictional, <laughs> um, person in the Bible, <laughs> uh, that's, oh my gosh, that's horrible. It's okay, it's okay. All right. So, like, was it like, um, was David, right? Like, he always understood what God wanted and he always, like, told himself, he's like, okay, he always, like, wanted what God needs. Like, for example, like, was it like, um, King Saul, like right, right. For example, like um, he went in the cave and everything like that, right? And he was gonna kill him, but he understood that it wasn't his time. He understood what God wanted Saul to be king at that time, right? So like he obviously didn't kill him at that moment. So then later on, he comes to realize and he's like, you know what? Like God bless you and everything like that. Like was it like you were reign king for this moment in time? Well, God will call Dude, me something first. It's something so else. crazy what David says. Mm-hmm. David says, "Be far from me." Mm-hmm. That I killed uh, God's uh, anointed one. Mm-hmm. He knew the will of the He knew the will of the Lord, and that's what I'm telling you guys that that just that he was a young kid, he was a young kid in that moment. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and he understood the will of the Lord. He never said, "Oh, why is God putting me in this in this cave?" He didn't say that. And I know we already have a podcast about this, but notice that he understood why were why was everybody uh, following him there? And instead of going, "Oh, get out of here! I don't want to teach," no, instead no. of saying, "Hey, this is my chance." I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach them how to do this. Yeah. Oh, and then when they got good, they went and the human, bro, he understood the will of the Lord. And mm-hmm. then when he was by himself and he was at a, at a crossroad or he was uh, at a, you know, moment of truth, he knew where to pick. But you had something to say. Go ahead. To know, I, like what you were saying, to know the will of God <clears throat> is to know Him, like not like the God that your parents have, not the, the God that was put into your family. Because yes, we've all grown into a Christian family, and then you hear our parents, or our family members, our uncles, our abuelas talking about God this, right? But we need to know God our own selves like what God has done in our lives for us to understand what his will is and this brings me to like last 
I think, yeah, it was last week when I went to go print out the doctrine test at school. I ran into this old friend and he was from my high school. And then we started catching up and he was just saying, and he was like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm printing out some papers for my church. And he was like, you go to church? And I was like, yes, I do go to church. He was like, dude, church is pointless. And I was like, really, dude, that's what you think? And I was like, it's not pointless. It's not pointless. And then he was just like telling me all this stuff. And mind you, he was Christian. When he was in high school, he would tell me like, I would go to Christian, a church, and his whole family was Christian. And then he was just telling me that he felt the depression like his family had a business it it fell down they had to close all three businesses they had and then i told him i was like i was like what what made you like not not want to follow christ because he knew christ he had a relationship with him an encounter and he was just like oh you know what dude like i just got carried with school he was like i i started he was like oh i've like just so many bad things happened in his life right and then he said now i'm trying to get my life back together and i just can't i just can't handle it and i'm like and i started like telling him the good news like telling him you know dude there's hope in your situation and then he was just like kind of like saying like ah okay okay whatever he was trying to like wrap up the conversation mm-hmm. and and in that moment <laughs> and then, he was trying to leave bro. yeah <laughs> he was just like all right get your test and leave <laughs> but but i told him and he started telling me um like his whole situations and i started telling him i was like did you know god like how you how you wanted to like as like one-on-one connection like truthfully and he was like no dude like i would just go to church because you know my parents made me i i never knew like god himself or anything like that and i was like you see like you just have to know who god is because in that situation that you feel depression he shows up there and you won't know the will of god unless you come and sit down at the table with him like right now um i mean we sit down at tables almost every day right and we get to know each other more and more each day that's the same thing with christ right and sometimes we think like um oh yeah just to read the word is enough but it's it's, remember james it says we have to be doers of the word so Mm -hmm. there was like a, a question that says like can i still have a relationship with god but like from afar how can you have a relationship with somebody that's from afar you can't it to be to i don't know how to say it in spanish el querer y el hacer you have to want to and what is a and do as well not just read and say okay um it says um what was something don't don't steal oh yeah i'm gonna read it but when it when i'm at the store i'm gonna be like oh let me just get one nobody's gonna know no right <laughs> yeah I agree. that's what i'm saying and then i'm just like okay maybe he was on the good path maybe he was going there but because like something little because his plate got full he started carrying like his his family's burdens and then his burdens on top and then that's where we come in and say okay let's let's come and set my things on christ and let him take the wheel because maybe i don't know what i'm doing there's too much things in my life i'm having so many bad influences in my life that are not taking me where i should be and so i just gave him advice and i was like dude there is hope here and i think he got pissed off because i've never seen him ever again from it's okay but you know i was gonna tell you with with situations like those in the moment they they might feel like they're mad at you yeah but trust me bro they go home thinking they go home thinking and they will text you i did not expect people to text me like they have texted me and people that hate me people that probably don't let me like me anymore and they text me and they go hey uh you know, let's meet up. Or this, this. And I was like, yeah, bro, let's go. Like, I, like honestly, I love it. And and just with what you said, it, like you putting, you're putting little seats out there. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, you know, he makes me feel like he makes me not feel, but think about, you know, when um, that young man talk, talks to talks to Jesus and tells him, uh, dear Lord, the Messiah, Master, I've been I've been reading your 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 Bible ever since I was young, and I've been following your rules. What else can I do to become your disciple? And he says, leave everything behind. Just give it to the poor and follow me. Something to say. And then he goes, <laughs> and then <laughs> you know, no, no, you finish. Yeah, I say. And then he goes, and he goes, uh, uh-huh. he goes. I have too much. Turns around and leaves. And that's exactly who we are. And what you said hits around on the on, on the nail because 
even when we have a lot when you put it on Christ it's almost like if he takes care of it right and he lets it fit honestly sometimes I I even see my sister when she graduated college I don't know how in the world she would come back every single service I don't know how she would go back and there was some close calls huh like like she would go in the train and everything and I was like I don't know how she does that or sometimes I don't even know like sometimes in my life I'm super busy dude, and I still make it on time or sometimes it just clears up and I'm just like well like what happened Mm -hmm. what happened here God. Or sometimes I fix everything that I need to be fixed. And I'm like, God, honestly, take my wheel because that's the only way that it happens. And that's, I like what you said. We have to be the opposite of this young man, right? Uh, oh, I don't have too much. Even if I have too much, I'm going to give it to you. Here. Right. Give it to you and you you uh, use it. But you want you have something to say. Yes, when you brought up the disciples, I, I, I remembered of Jesus when he went out to go call his disciples. And this thought, this like came to me like saying like sometimes the decision of like since the title is moment of truth maybe sometimes it's not our decision but it's god's decision like these disciples they were there being fishermen right jesus came and said stop what you're doing come these fishermen could have said dude you're crazy why am i gonna follow you but they left everything that they could and they followed him and you know i was like i was studying this and then there's like a commentary and it said that god god calls and calls people when they're busy when they're busy because what were they doing they were fishing fish yeah fishing fish yes. and then became yeah. to fishing men yeah. and so i was like okay wow that's beautiful because um what was i putting again i blanked <laughs> oh yeah right yeah right so god makes the calling for you and honestly to be honest i'm that because i there was a point in my life where i was just like okay maybe i should maybe take this side it seems easier because to go out to the world is easier but trying to come back way harder right because you feel shame you feel guilty you feel all these things but god choosing that path for you saying nope you're not gonna go almost putting like a like a barrier you're on this side this side he's like nope you're gonna go this path follow this path and sometimes there's like no choice for us and he he brings us in in like some loving matter in like in a, in a loving matter that you don't understand but in the future while you're in that path you do understand later on uh, you know, I was going to say uh, right now that you guys were saying these things. I love when Kathy said it's it's good to be um, hacedor. Uh, yeah, what, what did you say? To want and to do, right? Because, yeah, yeah it's true. Sometimes we stay in our wants and, and just stay, stay there. there forever. <laughs> and I, I was reading Jeremiah 17, 7, and it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when he comes for its leaves remain green and his ink is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit and i love this verse because dude a year of drought can you imagine a tree for a year of drought no water at all but because its roots are so um deep into the water that it continues to take from the stream and the water we guys we know it's um um symbol yeah. Is that the correct word? Symbolize uh, symbol for the for the word of God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like she was saying, it's not just about reading it. Like this tree soaked it up. It became everything it was, right? And when things got hard, when things were difficult, its its uh, its leaves were still green. It still uh, bear, uh, bear, bear, bore fruit. Bore fruit. I think yeah. it's bore. Um, it still bore fruit. And I, I think that's exactly what we have to do, right? Don't just stay in the want. No, grab your roots and dig them deep. And I'm sure that's painful. I'm sure it's not easy peasy lemon squeezy. No, because there are things that look more attractive, but there's nothing that's as rewarding. 
um, it's important to remember that uh, on the world we're just past passerby passerbyers or past buyers pass yeah yeah we guys know what like, I mean like yeah, like tourists right yeah. um, and really what we're going for is our reward and we're we're running a a marathon and we should be steady in in this race and there's this thing that Paul says and he says let me not be the one who taught but stayed behind right. I mean I'm paraphrasing but you guys can look it up in the Bible and it, he's pretty much saying like let me not be the one that was saying hey everybody repent but in the end of the day he fell asleep in his race he got too tired and sat down and when it was a time when he was busy and God called him he couldn't he couldn't answer that call Right. And just like I always say, it's not how you start the race, but how you finish. finish. Mm -hmm. I people, have you seen those people that start the race and end up tripping halfway? Yeah. Actually, I was seeing a TikTok not too long ago. Let's <laughs> check this out. There, there okay. was a bunch of like African American girls that are running fast, bro. Like mm -hmm. running fast. I was like, oh, you know, usually those people are the ones that run faster. Yeah. And they win. And you see this white chick, dude. She starts running and beats them all. Oh my god! Oh, I saw this. And I'm just yeah. like, and I looked at him. I was like, that's it. That's what it is. That's that's what it is, dude. And 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 that happens all the time. Even with what my sister said about about the the tree uh, that's planted near the rivers, that it's also a symbol of Christ. Even after he remember we were talking about it. Um, I don't. I haven't finished the thought the thought with you, but I, I'm gonna finish it now. We were looking with with house. We we're looking about how Jesus Christ is baptized by the Holy Spirit. Is baptized in water, so he is full. He is completely full. And then the Spirit tells him to do what? The moment of truth. Desert. Go to the desert. Go mm -hmm. to the wilderness. Get and tempted. what happens in the desert? Get he tempted. is he is against tempted. But yet he says, and every single time he is tempted, he says it is written. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him that that's exactly that tree. Even that there's a drought. His roots are in the word, right. meaning it is written, you should not tempt your God Christ. And everything that was dead within him, because his body was done, his soul was done, his spirit was about to give up. When he said it is written every single time, he gave birth. He gave new life back to his body, his soul, and his spirit. And all through the Bible. So I think the, the best thing the best thing to do is don't, the moment of truth doesn't doesn't come with the, you know, the coming of the Holy Spirit within you. But mm -hmm. how good you read the word, yeah. how much you read the word, because at the end of the day, when there's trial, you might feel empty. You might feel like it's like, oh my God, dude, I'm dry. But if you know the word and you know what it is, you always can go back to it. Mm -hmm. I, I was gonna say, like in in the desert, like you know, maybe we imagine like Jesus reciting the Bible, like with you know his full blast bible but he didn't have that right it was just that the word was so it was like written like a seal in his heart you know like it was forever like ingrained that's the word ingrained in his brain that he didn't have to like be like oh hold up let me see what my bible says about this but it was something he lived by and the bible is so clear right it says um i only know it in spanish guys i'm sorry um instruct a child when he is young. small and even when he's old he will not uh, apart from that um path path right and that's what it is right when we are when we're not in that busy season when we're growing up Fill yourself with Christ, even if it feels like, oh my God, is this even worth it? No, I promise it is. And when you grow up, it's going to be so ingrained in your heart. And when you're put in the desert after you're being filled, not that you can't be filled when you're little, you can't. Uh, but mostly it, it happens when we're older, when we're actually seeking, right? And right. Um, 
when that time happens, there's going to be things that remind you. When you're being tempted, you're going to be like, oh, but remember what they taught me in Sunday school? Uh, remember what they taught me here? Oh, that hermana that was so annoying would tell me this and I hated her and I was bothering her. But you remember the things they say because they become ingrained in your heart. So put it, read it, the Bible, even if it's complicated, even if it's boring to you, even if it's hard to read, read it anyway and live by it. That's what I imagine Jesus did. Like, of course, I don't think he was bored by it because... No. Was the verb, you know? Yeah. I think he was reciting it. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's not like he came in like yeah. the desert with like a million scrolls. What, you know? 66 scrolls yeah. of the yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, so I think that's what it is. Like it was ingrained in him and he was able to live by this because he believed it. And that's it. And what I like about this, in his moment of truth, in his moment of truth of temptation, he didn't shy away from what it was called. Even right. when the devil himself said, hey, aren't you God? Make these rocks uh, a bread because you're hungry. What did Jesus said? It is written, you shall not tempt uh, your God. And then when he t- starts telling him everything, I love that the first thing he does is go to the Bible. He never says, oh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. No, no, no. He goes straight to the Bible. He goes straight to the source. Mm-hmm. And you can even see this with a lot of people. You can see this with all, the, everybody. Everybody, everybody that's in the Bible, you can see the people that were great. They don't shy away from, from the moment of truth. Deborah, who, who was she? That's her name, but um, what was, what was she? She was a she was the wife of a general, yeah. and when she was when the general was called to fight, he shies away. Right. And whose moment of truth was it from there on? Hers. Deborah, are you gonna do? It? Let's go. Let's do it. And she takes the battle. And you know what it is, Danny? All of them were confident. Jesus was not like, it is written. No, yeah. he was like, what's up? It's written, you know. Yeah. And there were too. And that's why the Bible says that now the victory will be given to a woman. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 not only, and not only that, Trust. if you just go go down the go down the list, Daniel, yeah. when it was his turn to shine, when it was his turn, a moment of the truth, he didn't say, "Oh, my dad taught me." No, he <laughs> knew what he was gonna do. Hey, uh, bow down, bow down to me. No, you're not God. I only bow down to God. If, go go back, go back to every single person. Uh, look at the moment of truth of David. Uh, David uh, Saul tells David, David, are you gonna fight Goliath? Yes. They all laughed at him. I'm guessing they all felt like yeah. he was stupid. He says, put on my put on my my um, my armor. No, it's not the armor I use. He understood that his armor and everything he needed was the five rocks of right. the five ministries. That's what he needed. He, okay. When the moment of truth came, he chose the right way. And I just imagine, I just imagine, I'm sorry, I just imagine. I've just killed the bear. I just killed the lion with stones. Yeah. And, and this is who we are. We come to church and we beat things the way it is. And out of nowhere, we want to try somebody else's way. Right. Oh, like me, Elijah me. after he makes a uh, fire come down from heaven or no he opens the earth remember he gets scared of uh, what's her name right now Jezebel yeah um, right and he goes and hides in a cave he yeah. Scared. yeah yeah he just had a victory and then all of a sudden this woman comes out and says like well I'm gonna kill you and he's like oh no I must it's cause, it's cause, I must it's, hide I just like how the podcast is called just, it's the moment of truth what do you do in the moment of truth if do you shy away do you cry do you do something kind of like oh no if and i always i always like if if god backs you up in a certain way why would you change the way why would you if god backs you up just with even with elijah what would you hide if it was your time to die bro then so be it i always tell people i don't don't like to tell people everybody that but i always think that just die die. no i didn't say that i did not say that that's putting words in my mouth (laughs) i did not say that um but i I tell people i'm like at the end of the day we're so afraid of dying and we're so afraid and we're so you know clinging to our life but i have a question if god wants to take you do you have any say no Mm -hmm. 
if God wants to take me, do I have any say? Now, of life. course, I can take care of myself. I can probably <laughs> never leave my house. I can watch out how fast I drive. Like I'm not doing anything recklessly, but if I live my life well and, I, and I'm smart and I'm and I'm wise, what do I do? I feel like, God, if you want to take me, either way, I'm right. yours. It's like a glass at your house. If you break it, what happens? Next. Trash. <laughs> Next. <laughs> not that we're trash. Okay. And not that we should die. But I think that we should, I don't think we should shy away from the moment of truth. We should yeah. actually show up with our chest out, head up, and say, where is it? And choose the right way. But go ahead. I was going to tell you, I can never say these guys' names, so I'm just going to say Daniel's friends. Something like Metzeraka, Bitnego, and something else. I can never say it. I'm not yeah. even trying anymore. Um, but Danny, their moment of truth, I think, is one of the ones that is like absolutely my favorite because the king tells them, bow down to me, right? And they're like, no, we're not going to do it. Um, and they, they say, God will save us. But even if he doesn't save us, we're still not going to bow down to you. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's so beautiful, right? Like, they were confident God will help them. But even if God doesn't, he is still God. And that's what our thing should be. God is God in our mountains. God is God in our valleys. And whatever he decides, his will is sovereign and blessed be his name. You know? And uh, the oven was seven times heated. I'm going to do my best. Um, and what they, they get put in there, right? And then all of a sudden, they see a fourth figure which is uh, an angel taking yeah. care of them, right? And, and they're saved, a happy story, happy ending. But I, I, I start thinking, like, what if it wasn't a happy ending? Who cares? Because the way they ended honored God. Right. The way, the, what was waiting for them on the other side of them being burned alive was a blessing. It was a gain. Right, yeah. it was a gain. To die there was gain. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think just to kind of, like, understand what we're trying to say is, is that, like, in your moment of truth, don't, I feel like, number one, I feel like, like, if you're far away from God, I think come closer. If you're close to God, make sure you make the right choice at moment of truth, right? Right. Don't just be like shying away and not understanding what's going on, but understand what's going on. Just like honestly, the, what what you said is so true, because He calls all His disciples. He calls even a few more. He does. You come with me, and no, and it's never spoken about Him anymore. Anymore. So what did they say? Did they say, wait, hold on? Um, even Jesus did it. He tells, "Hey, you come." Come with me. It's your turn. Come with me. You're gonna be my disciple. Wait, but let me go. Uh, let me go. Uh, make sure that my dad is, is buried. Remember? He says, wait, 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 yeah. Why are you thinking about other things? It's a yes or no decisions. Moment of truth comes once in a lifetime. Yeah. And what do you do with it? Go ahead. Moment of truth can sometimes like how Deborah, what I was talking about confidence. We should we should put, like be up with confidence. And sometimes our confidence can be weary as well. So maybe somebody who's listening to this podcast you can probably be the person who is at that moment of making the decision of oh i want to come to church but there's so many influences in my life that are just not helping me out to make this thing i'm scared i'm shy i'm terrified of what will come and yes there are times where people say that christianity life is not easy and i it's definitely not but god is with you through it all right and so if you find yourself to being this person remember the story um in luke 15 where the the parable of the prodigal son he is somebody who left had the taste of the outside came back to his father's house and in the verse in luke 15 21 it says that the son said to him which was his father he said father i have sinned against heaven and before you i am no longer worthy to be called your son so maybe you have you have or are out in the world and are feeling so ashamed to come back but i promise you that there is hope and just like this um prodigal son felt this way you as well have to come in and say like okay i i've done so many things in my life that need some maybe restoration i need i need to feel these voids and holes in my life but god comes through and still like um 
how do you say claims you claims you even through all the stuff you've done so even when 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 you are going through these things or trying to make the decision of coming back you should definitely do it because along the way christ will say like i i saved you from this path that you were in and because of that you're no longer looking back but now looking at my grace and mercy that is ahead of you right and just to kind of like uh just kind of close with the point that you're saying mm-hmm. in second timothy 1 7 it says for god to give us a spirit of of, of a not not a fear but of power love, love and self-control so like i'm saying like if you're afraid if you feel powerless if you don't have any self-love if you don't have any self-control we, that's what we need to look for we need to look for his spirit and i think that's the best thing that can give us confidence that boost of confidence and honestly knowing what's going on in your soul knowing don't, don't you feel like don't you feel better when you know the like the doctor says oh you're healthy yeah mm-hmm Right? Like, that's what it is. That's what the Holy Spirit is. It's your doctor telling you, hey, you're healthy. Or, hey, hey, you need, a, you need to address this problem. But you know what you need to address, at least. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, okay, I have everything okay. Everything's going on, but I got to attack this problem. And you attack it. And so, sooner or later, you'll get better. Um, but, guys, the moment of truth, do not shy away from it. I think I'm going to end it because we're almost at 40 minutes. Can I just say one thing quickly? Because <laughs> I love the, the, the Bible verse you, you read. But the one right on top, uh, the God didn't give us a spirit of, of cowardness. Um, the one right on top, it says, don't forget to fan the flame. Mm, the gift of God. Of the gift of God, yes. Or the, the spirit of God or the fire. Yeah, right? So it means like stir it up. Come on. Don't forget to make the fire uh, grow violent, big. Grow yeah. bigger. Yeah, because God didn't give you the spirit. So I think, yeah, don't rem- don't forget to fan the spirit. Yeah. So don't shy away. Don't fan. And remember the word of God. Right. When you, when the moment of the truth, all those, all those three things will keep you alive, and will keep you alive not only spiritually, but I think through your body too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel yeah. like if you're not, if you're not alive spiritual, if you're not alive spiritually, I feel like even your body feels like you're on auto mode, right? Yeah. yeah. Just so, like. Yeah. Just automatic. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. So, anyways, guys, uh, we have come to our end of our podcast. But we want to thank you guys all, guys. I ask you guys to please follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok. Um, we're having our next. Um, YouthCon, May 7th in Coachella. Not the actual electric carnival deal, <laughs> but it's gonna, it's a city. And if you want to go, please uh, you know, follow us on Redeem LA, and there will be information. It will tell you how where, how can you get there, and all the stuff that we need. Other than that, guys, God bless you guys. Take care, and I hope this was a blessing. See you guys next week. God bless.